Yeah, what you are about to hear is a work of fan fiction. All characters and events and settings, even those based on the ones from World of Warcraft, are entirely fictional, and half of it was probably made up on the spot. Listening to this production indicates your consent to its terms of service, which we forgot to write down. Last time, our heroes Butch, Ari, and Falkus met with Omi, the leader of the troll resistance within Zul'Garub. They have been unable to leave their hidden safe haven for fear of being mutated into venom trolls, like the one the party fought alongside the Biclops. That problem is about to get addressed head-on as the party assaults a snake priest, as we queue into some more heroic dungeons and dragons. We got a priest to kill. We're on a time clock. We don't see any other mobs. We can... There definitely could be other mobs. But we're here to kill a priest. I'm holding my priest slayer. That'll be helpful. I, I, I'd i like to tr tr attempt a sneak attack. And I understand that I am not the one who mm -hmm. would um, be a sneak attack person either Ari or Falkus. Falkus, you've you've been our sneak attack person for a while. Are are these are these um branches hanging over the area or are those bushes on the ground? Uh, oh it's so bamboo. It's, it's the tops it's of the, the bamboo. Same as this bamboo stuff over here, yeah. There's really nothing to hide in at all with that. Hiding behind it if you were to scale the wall, this wall's here so in the in in the shrine to Hirik the walls were like 30 feet high. Here, they're substantially lower. It's probably a 10-foot climb to get up on top of the walls. And there are sections such as, if I were to point them out, right here and yeah. all the way back here where you could angle yourself up to be behind the bamboo, uh, but up on top of the walls. There's also, so there's this big snakehead fella that is like the corner of the wall. It's like this big snakehead statue. And then the structure itself that the priest is standing in is surrounded on many sides by pillars, like on the, on the, you know, the organization of the structure. How tall are the pillars? Uh, we're talking the top part of the, the, like the flat surface of the structure, I'm going to say is about the same height as the surrounding walls. So let's call it 10 feet. Oh, nothing. Oh, but, but these here, where are you pointing? Or, uh, yeah, the walls. Yeah, those walls are about about 10. And same over here. Yeah, same over there. Uh, you know what? Beans is it's a troll society, and they are, by nature, 10 to 12 feet tall anyway. Let's scratch that. Let's call it 15. Yeah, Falcus is definitely going to scale the wall and use the bamboo for cover. And my my if if we're if we're talking strategy whispering we're whispering st strategy yeah, here stage whisper um, we're good my my intention is probably to get a um 
I'll initiate all this with an arcane shot grasping arrow on him right off the bat. So anytime, Ooh, so he's going to take two d six right off the di- oh, right off the top. Well, shoot, it's um, poison damage. He's probably going to take resistance to that. But if he moves more than um, his speed is reduced to ten feet, and if he and he takes an additional two d six slashing damage the first time on each turn, it moves one foot or more. So the brambles last for one minute until you use this option again or until any creature uses an action to remove them with an athletics check. So what's going to happen here is he's going to take, I'm I'm positive he's going to take reduced damage because of the poison, but it's going to be that 2d6 slashing damage and and speed reduction that we're going to want. But he's also a skilled caster, so... uh, I mean, I I think that's our best chance. Um, I'm just going to need to be real close to him. So I, I will be running up, but um, even if you shove, shove would work as well too. Because if you were to shove him, shove pushes it back five feet. Yes. Um, he moved one foot, and that's not. It doesn't say willingly or unwillingly. It says every time he moves one foot or more, he takes that slashing damage. So if you wanted to keep that in mind for for a shove option as well. Okay. To clarify that. Shove is totally something that you can do. It would be a contested... I think it's a contested check the same way that a grapple would be. And it would replace one of your attacks. So being as you have multi-attack, you could try to shove and then whether it succeeds or fails, still get in a weapon attack, but you wouldn't be able to take your two axes. Or weapon attack and then shove. So then that's up to you, however you want to do it. Just an option um, that that would be available as well, as well as I mean, Ari, you're, doesn't it whispers? Yes, Good. exactly. Yep. Do you want me to open up with that, or at least attempt to open up with that? Yeah, get in a position, and and then Ari, we need you to stay behind. Yep, and do what you do. Okay, so how are what position do we start at? You want to move your your stuff. That's where I'm kind of thinking, peeking out around the edge. Uh, see if I'm... And right before we start this combat, I am definitely going to apply my oil. Yeah. This is when to apply the fire oil. Yerp. I'd like to start where I just put my token, which is around the corner from the entrance so it would take because I mean this is not totally small so 20 uh, I have 40 feet movement don't I I think you Um, do yeah yeah I have 40 feet so if he stays exactly where he is (laughs) I can get within melee range of him Depending on how uh, rolls, but I I would like, hopefully, like to um, get a surprise round on them. Focus. I I like your idea, and the first thing we got to do is slay this priest. All right. Well, got to head off a snake. Weapons sharpened and priest slaying in mind. What do we got left? Quick question. Um, I know we already got a. Bardic inspiration from Ari. Um, with this exhaustion, I, I I may need a little bit more of a pep talk from Ari if she's willing and able. 
for this first shot. Yeah. Uh, you able to do that outside of combat? Can, yeah, of course. Can I add bardic inspiration after the roll has happened? Double check before the ability. Before the outcome, I'm pretty sure it's before the outcome, but after the roll, let me double check. This can be added after seeing the roll, but before knowing the outcome. And this stuff that we've talked about before is um, like just Casey giving us a second to process what we rolled before mm-hmm. being like, and that hit, or and that did this. So Yeah, so what I'm thinking what's going to happen right now is, well, first of all, I'm going to prep my arrows. I'm going to fire off an arrow with advantage because from stealth, but with but with disadvantage, so it's going to be just a single roll. Stop. Um, Why disadvantage? Because I've got... Oh, is it? That's, that's not ability, ability checks only. Oh, so I still get an, okay. I still get advantage, and which means I get my um uh my elven accuracy, which means I get to reroll mm-hmm. one of those. So I probably don't need it, but I appreciate that because even so, I have two shots and I have action surge, so I can literally attempt a few times without needing your buff right now. Okay, okay but thank so, you. The question then becomes, if you're going to drop four weapon attacks on this cat and you're applying oil to four arrows, how many of those arrows are fire arrows? Depends on which one. If the first one hits, the other three are not. Okay, so just specify as we go and we'll be fine. Yes. All right, you ready? Sure. I think so. Kill a priest. Let's slay a priest. Cool. All right. Let me apply the flame blue oil. I have to do a sleight of hand check with DC 13 dex or suffer 1d6 fire damage. So first let's... With disadvantage because you're exhausted. Oh, yeah. All right. That's going to hurt, but that's okay. Um, DC 13 dexterity. Uh, one. Two. <laughs> yeah, I definitely take 1d6 of damage. So here's To be the... clear, did that say dexterity or sleight of hand? Oh, it did say sleight of hand. Sorry. Okay, so add three. If you're, are you proficient with sleight of hand, no, right? No, I'm proficient. Uh, so well, at three, yeah. Yeah, so if you're proficient at three. It's still a 10 on the disadvantage one. The other one okay. would have passed with a 14. Okay, so accept your damage. 1d6 is three damage. So I will take three damage from Futsum with Fire Oil. Um, I now have one flask remaining. Let me just make my note for one flask remaining. And I have four fire arrows now. Okay. I'm notching the first one, and we're letting loose with advantage at this guy. Deep breaths and fire one. All right. This shot is a 25 on the advantage roll. Actually, you know what? I get to re-roll one of those, so I'm going to re-roll one because of elven accuracy because I might get a nat 20. Mm. No. But I did get a 25 and a 26. Wow. So gotta love elven elven accuracy. Uh the does a 26 hit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh to start off, a he takes 12 piercing damage, four sneak attack damage, whatever the flame bloom oil is, which is let me look at my inventory here on flame bloom oil. On a hit, let's see, that's uh Making a range attack against a target, treating the flame bloom oil as an improvised weapon, or that's the improvised weapon. I'm assuming it's the same as whether it's attached to something or not, right? It should specify. 
Additionally, as an action, a vial of flame bloom oil can be applied to a weapon to add fire damage to attacks made with that weapon. One vial is enough to coat four pieces of ammunition or one melee weapon, which lasts for one minute or for the duration of four attacks. Character attempting to apply the oil, blah, blah, blah. We already figured that out. That I get burnt. Um, the oil is applied to the weapon, whether this or not the sleight of hand is successful. Um, it doesn't say... While a weapon or a piece of ammunition is coated with flame bloom oil, the weapon deals two fire damage in addition to normal damage. There it is. Two fire damage. Um, and I'm assuming he's okay. on fire now? He has been... Well, he's he's been hit by a fiery attack. He hasn't erupted. Okay. Um, now comes the additional part. Aside from that, um, because my attack did hit, I am burning an arcane uh, shot, and I'm hitting him with a grasping arrow, which is 2d6 poison damage, which is incoming now. For... Oh, that only did one, didn't it? Yeah, why does it do that? I hate that so much. Oh, there's the... There's the second one. So it's eight poison damage or 2d6. Doesn't appear to have any effect. I figured as much, but it did attach the grasping arrow. So his speed is reduced by 10 feet and it will take 2d6 of slashing damage the first time on each turn. It moves one foot or more. Okay. Okay. That's one shot done. Here's my second attack. <laughs> um, I'm no longer... You're not hidden. He yeah. knows exactly where you are. He knows the combat has started. There is no surprise. This is a regular attack roll. All right. Does a tw dirty 20 hit? Uh, yes. And just to be clear, Ari, you gave him an inspiration, right? Yeah, yeah we, Bob was a bardic inspiration. Oh, oh okay. you did do that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know he asked for it, but I couldn't remember if you gave it to him. I just wanted to mark I it on the I marked it thing. on my sheet. I was going to give one to Butch, too, but we kind of rolled. So I don't know if we can backtrack and just say I gave them both inspiration. I don't see why not. Yeah, I think that makes okay. sense. I'll take it. All right, cool. I'm going to hang on to that for right now since I did did hit. Um, and the nice part about the Bardic Inspiration is you can add it after you see your roll, but before you hear the result. Uh, mm -hmm. That is nine piercing damage. Okay. So two arrows, one of them, I think, only coated in flame. Correct. The second one was not. Come flying down, slam into this dude. A bunch of vines erupt out of him and like bury themselves into the ground and like strap him down into place like he's been coated in, in some sort of netting. Let's go ahead, now that he knows he's in a fight because he just got peppered, uh, let's go ahead and get Roll initiative, initiative rolls with disadvantage. Ooh. Ari still managed a 19. Nine. Uh, would have been the previous one for me, which was 10. I had a 10 and a 19, so the 10 sticks. And you, geez, Ari, you rolled a 19? Holy cats. Okay, fine. So 19, 10, and 9. All right, cool. All right. So, um, Ari, you are standing there. You just got done prepping the guys. There's the signal. The arrows, the arrows have gone. What are you doing? I am going to cast a third level chromatic orb. So I'm going to mutter under my breath. It seems like poison is what you desire, but quite frankly, I am more fond of fire and I'm going to cast a oh third God. level or yeah, third level chromatic orb. I don't know if it's going to hit because this one has to hit. Does a dirty 20 hit? Yeah, dirty 20s hit. Got okay. It. It's going to do 5d8 of fire damage is what I'm choosing. You freaking monster. Uh, oh, this is so nifty. Okay. 16 fire damage. Whoa. <laughs> we are blowing him up. Oh my God. Why did you roll so bad? 16 on 5d8. Yeah, you had two natural yeah, ones in that. 
Okay. Yeah, it was not a good roll, but that's still a decent amount of damage. No, it's perfectly fine. Minus 16. Okay, cool. So that... How did... All right, fine. With the, with the wrapping, did take the stinking dice. You used your inspiration already, right? Yeah. You get a new <laughs> one. I can't handle you right now. I can't even look at you. Oh, okay. I got to do a... I got to do a couple of things. Uh, he's been hit three times so far. He ain't first seen damage, me yet. First damage was it was uh, less than twenty. Okay, that's cool. And then the second damage was okay. All right. And then the third damage was uh, okay. All right. Okay. Cool. Got it. I need to do a thing. You guys will see. Oh. Okay. Cool. No, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's totally cool. Um, I'll double check my text on this. Yeah, um, yeah, it's not sense. the priest's turn to no, do it's, anything? Nope, it's not. It's totally not. Uh, okay, Ari, you, what does it look like? What does Chromatic Orb look like? So Chromatic Orb is this fun little, and I don't know if this is how it works, but this is how I'm going to make it work. It's a little just four inch diameter sphere. So kind of think the sphere that they have in Labyrinth, but a little bit bigger. And whatever Ooh. I imbue it with when I wrap, because I'm going to tell it what I want it to be, that's kind of the color it's going to be. So right now you've seen fire, so it was imbued with fire damage. So imagine this little orb that kind of has like that red, glowy, cool thing as it whoops to whichever target I decide, and then whoops and does that damage to it. Dope. Do you do anything on your bonus action or your movement? Um, For movement... No, I'm going to stay here because I'm going to see how Butch goes in first. And for bonus action, not yet. We're just going to we're gonna chill out here, kind of in the wings, see what happens. Okay. I probably should have taken cover, but that's okay. Well, you, you, so you don't get a full turn. You got an, like an attack action. Like, so oh, you, yeah, 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 I yeah. get you. Um, what do you want to do? It's your turn. It is my turn. Um, all right. If I'm still hanging out here, he is still brambled and dealing with that. I think I'm just going to continue to pepper him with arrows. Let me see if there's anything else here in my toolkit to use and do. Not really. I think I'm going to save some of my other tricks for later. And by tricks, there's not much. It's it's an open book. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to use my two uh, attack actions uh, to longbow it out at this guy. So um, attacks are not with disadvantage. I am not hidden. Nobody's flanking. So it's just a normal attack. No sneak attack damage, right? Yep, correct. Perfect. Does a 23 hit? Yes. Seven piercing damage. And a second attack. Does a t- dirty 20 hit? Yes. Seven more piercing. Okay. Jeepers. It's too we, many attacks. We haven't, we haven't learned that much about this creature. Right now, nope. we know that a 20 hits. Um, so <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't know. roll any lower. Just, just that darn good. So mm-hmm. I am going to use my bonus action and say, here we go, Ari. And I'm going to run up and um, have Priest Slayer above my head run right up to the mother trucker I am um, raging I'm gonna I'm gonna put that on my aura 
five feet if anyone wants to stand there, but I wouldn't recommend it. Say, so, there we go. And um, I'm going to bring down the wrath of Priest Slayer right on top of this guy. Does a 19 hit? Yes. <laughs> 12 slashing damage. What's your rage bonus? Is it two? Oh, that's right. It's, it's two. Okay. D&D Beyond does not... Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah. Yeah, that's that is that's like a bug or something. It, it really needs like there's like a toggle for in for raging or not raging. Yeah, it doesn't have it. Um, it's it's pretty annoying. Okay, so I have another attack, and now I just did a lot of damage, but I I do want to find out if what Falcus was saying about movement actually works. So I'm gonna do an unarmed strike. Okay, to shove. Uh, okay, so that's an athletics check. Is it? If, if it's a check, is that with disadvantage? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, it would be. That's you unfortunate. Bardic- no, it wouldn't be because you're raging, so it's regular. Does a 19 hit? So um, my counter check against that to try to resist it would have also been athletics. And right. I rolled a 10. So it does. You're able to shove him. You run in, you slash him right across the front, and then you just shove him five feet back. Okay. Uh, but, like, I did unarmed strike, so I still get... It's not a... It's not a... It's not an unarmed strike. It's a, it's a shove. It replaces one of your attacks, and you, you don't deal damage. You just unposition him. It's like grapple or... Okay. So I have, un- I have shoved him. Okay. And that that was my second attack. And then mm-hmm. uh, Falcus needs to roll the damage for the, um, the the spider thing. Grasping arrow. Yep. He did move one foot or more. And I rolled 2d6 for a total of seven slashing damage. That is precisely average. Uh, so, okay. So he takes that damage. Does he... Grasping arrow remains, or the brambles last for one minute until you use this option again, or until any creature uses an action to remove them with an athletics check. So think of these brambles Jeepers. as like wrapped around his legs, and every time he moves his legs, he's getting poked and slashed and stabbed with these I brambles. Like this. <laughs> okay, that's what happens. You can just stand there until he moves right back into you, unless he's going to cast. Getting, uh... We're getting better at being cohesive. Yeah, you are. I gotta make more hit points on (laughs) monsters. Okay, cool. Um, Butch, you got movement, attack, bonus, action. You're done, right? Yep. Okay. On his turn, give me the check one more time. What was it? He's gonna regenerate. To remove the uh, athletics to remove the the brambles. Yes, athletics check DC 14. Oh man, I'm not gonna make that. I might actually. I have a plus. I have have a strength. And it counts as his action. You did. Okay. Oh my gosh. Cool. So I, he, seeing that all this is happening and having a guy run in and everything else, he's like grabs with, he's got a scimitar in one hand that he's pulled out from behind him and he just slices through the, the brambles and cuts himself free, holds his hand up and you see a smoky green essence surround his hand and he pulls down like this. And you see, uh, I would say probably Falcus would be the only one who would be able to see this given his height up in the, up on the thing. The majority of the poisonous gas that is in various places of Zulgarub 
comes flying in toward him. And he's making this like snake hiss noise because he's appropriately branded. And what lands almost as if it's a, a cloud of just sentient, poisonous, smoggy, smoky nonsense right next to Butch is the like the amalgamized form of all of the poison that has been in this area all this time. This is going to act immediately after the priest, so I'm just going to go ahead and mark. It's going to be at a two. Okay, good. Uh, side note, this would be a good time for Omi to make a run to the cave, but they don't know that. Yeah, they, they have no idea. Let me see here. So that was his action and his bonus action. The cloud of poisonous gas is going to... Actually, let's start by using its ability, the uh, the spell mimicry ability, and summon a... F like, puffing out from it as if it cut a piece of its form off and, like... It's, it's a big smoky mess, but some of the big smoky mess puffed off and is flying uh, toward you. It's going to summon right here. And in that space... That's a big circle mm -hmm. that... that It's an like an aura circle that sur basically surrounds the temple. Yeah, it's the majority of, the, of what's going on. It's, it, it doesn't... It doesn't get to Ari or Falcus, but it does get uh, on Butch uh, as the greatest, most immediate threat, really. Let's see. When a creature enters the fog for the first time or starts its turn there, it has to do things. Okay, cool. So it just stays there. Okay, cool. That's its action. Um, Ari, you see this thing summoning all kinds of like green smoke and nonsense. What would you like to do? So the center right here, is that just so the center of the circle? Yes. Or you said that is a, like, map? Okay. What I'm going to do... I needed an icon to put down so we could get the correct order. Okay. So it's not another ad. I want to make sure it wasn't a creature. That was my point of, of, of that. I am going to go ahead, and this is going to be very specific. I'm going to, right here to right here, summon a... I guess that's 15 feet tidal wave, but it's only going to be five feet long, so it doesn't hit Butch on these two creatures. So I'm going to say, you guys don't look the brightest. Some might say dim. So how about we have some fun and see if you can swim? I can't handle I Don't just. God. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to. They need to do a deck saving throw of 16 from each of them. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me pull up their jams and I'm going to do that and I'm also going to double check the reading on this spell to make sure that we're using it right because I've never seen this before. It's a yeah. deck save for both of them or what is it? Yes, it says um, so you conjure a wave of water that crashes down on area within range. The area can be up to 30 feet long, 10 feet wide, 10 feet tall. Each creature in that area must make a deck saving throw of 16 for mine. Okay. If they fail... They'll take 48 of damage and be prone. If they pass, they just take half as much damage. Okay, so the priest rolled a 17. The cloud kill rolled an 8. Okay, so I'll roll the damage. This is kind of risky. So the cloud is going to take 21 damage, and if it can be prone, the cloud is prone. Do we round up? So will he take 11 damage, the priest? 
That's what we do in my other campaign, but I don't know what the, if that's the general rule. I think in general you round down. Okay, we can do down two. Okay. So he'll take 10 bludgeoning damage. Okay. And yeah, the I don't know if the living cloud is prone or not, or can a cloud be prone? I don't know. Give me <laughs> one second. I will find out for you. Dude, bards are broken. That was amazing. Tell me about it. Harry's vicious. Don't get on her bad side. I mean, she's she's a glass cannon, though. But I had to make a very important decision this last level up if, if I wanted to go for full support or if I wanted to go more spells. And I picked spells. Like She's the- a musical support cannon. Yeah. <laughs> musical glass cannon. That's what I was wanting to say. Oh, I found it. Okay. Condition immunities prone it is immune it to is the prone okay condition. yeah still it took 21 damage so i'm yeah, okay with that's that. pretty beefy you did a good job summon a giant tidal wave in the middle of the jungle so cool <laughs> so you don't need the water oh it takes a drop of water so you can like do the dune thing and just and st- yeah okay yeah. great fine no worries yeah, no, this is that a happens. really overpowered dumb spell but i am accepting it yeah. and taking it do they get pushed around too or they just got knocked down Nope. It's if they yeah if they if they fail they get prone. If they don't fail they just take half the damage and they just got soaked like a they were able to stand in the ocean. A little okay. splash mountain. Yeah, you know how you're just gonna you know you're gonna typhoon lagoon it a little bit. That's fine. Totally cool. Okay, great. That was a great action. Do you do anything on your bonus action? Um, I have a feeling he's not happy with me, so I am actually gonna like just step back ten feet, just just get a little out of the line of sight. Out of line so, of sight. Perfectly I'm fine. Gonna, I'm gonna do that just to. Just because. Okay. That was brilliant. Falgus. Since the... I'm failing on the words here. The the poison troll, the one in the cave. We have not had a long rest. Is that correct? That's yeah, correct. that's right. That was like okay. less than an hour ago. <laughs> that's what I figured. No, 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 no. Because we did last last time we played, We you talked about adding a charge to life grip but the charge is showing is empty. So I wanted to verify to click the charge on life grips as being used. Because I used it on the ogre. Yeah, no, you used it. Yes. We talked about adding a charge to it? I don't remember that. You did not have a charge on it before. You mentioned putting a charge on it. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. So mm-hmm. I opened it and was like, oh, there's a charge available on it. But I'm like, ah, I'm pretty no, no, no. sure I used, used this already. Okay, perfect. I guess at this point, I mean, I'm just going to keep unloading into this guy. Yeah. With with the flame bloom oil, it's not an active burning, is it? No. Does he need to be actively burning? No, he had no. If for in order for him to regenerate for a troll, he had to have not taken fire damage in the last turn. If I'm mis- if that's correct, like that was the, the the wording on how his regeneration works. Given the fact that you fought these creatures a couple of times now, I would say that you would know well enough that yes, that's how it works. Okay, uh, so I'm going to open up. Um, well, unfortunately, he's shoved now, so he's not within melee range of Butch exactly. Um, so I'm just going to have to do mm. a normal attack. Um, I am going to pull up one of my arrows clarify here. So I used one flame bloom uh, arrow already. So I'm at three and I'm about to use one more right now. 
So I got two left. Uh, here is fire. How <gasps> about a natty 20 for 30? A natty 20 Does a 30 for hit? 30. Does a 30 hit? Um, <laughs> let me double check. <laughs> this is natural 20. Yes. Bro. Natural 20s usually hit. <laughs> um, he takes uh, nine piercing damage plus eight for the crit. So that's 17 piercing damage plus an additional 12 because apparently I rolled a six on my 1d6 for sneak attack. I maxed out the sneak attack on that one. Uh, so at 9, 18, 17, and 12 is 29 damage. Oh, plus an extra two for fire. So 31 total. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Wait, I thought you didn't get the sneak attack. Or do you because it's a crit? Because it's a... Oh, no, no I don't, don't get the sneak, sneak attack. attack. Darn it, darn it, darn it. Sorry, darn it, not to like, give us a disadvantage. Uh, 19, 19 damage. And because he, he knocked off the, the brambles and this hit, I'm definitely going to give him another arcane shot. So uh, I know the poison damage is not going to do anything to him as it didn't the first time, but he has um, brambles on him again. All right. Darn it, man. Oh, why, Ari? Why did you Sorry, have to guys, remind just me about that? Bear with That's me fine. for one second. I lost my D&D, uh, my uh, roll 20 for a hot second there, but I should be good in a sec. I noticed. Sorry. Nope, nope, nope. Oh, that's just my first attack. <laughs> <laughs> Casey is rethinking all future monsters right now. Uh... <laughs> Well, I mean, I wasn't. It, the The point isn't to kill you, but it, it is also no. to give you some challenge. Then again, I wasn't <laughs> expecting a natural thirty. Uh, so, okay, I'm so sorry. What was the total damage done on that attack? Nineteen. Two of them were fire damage. Um. Okay. Okay. Cool. And then oh, that, that's pretty clutch. Um. So he's not regenerating. Yeah, I'm trying to pepper those in. Does a fourteen hit? It does. Uh, yes, it does. <gasps> All right. Yes. Oh no, a fourteen hits. A okay. fourteen hits. That's nine piercing damage. Okay. And that's. Uh, you know what? I, I see Butch right up in there, looking looking like he might get hurt here in a moment. I'm gonna action surge this and get two more arrows off. Okay. Ooh, does a thirteen hit? No. Oh. Uh, you responded. Yeah, I, as soon as I said right. it, I was like, I was about to, because I knew that was right on the cusp. And I was like, no, I should add the bardic inspiration to it. Will you let me do that? Uh, yeah, go for it. All because right, I like, I was saying no at the same time that you were stopping yourself and trying to ask for it, then that's fine. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, well, if a 14 yeah. hits, I'm going to roll a minimum hits, of yeah, one. So you, yeah. So you deal your damage. <laughs> you, just roll, you just do damage. 10, ten piercing fine, on that one? It's fine. Jeez. <laughs> uh, and here's the second shot. A 29. Yes. Seven piercing damage. Okay. So, here's the thing. <laughs> it's clear to you that this creature is on its last legs. Of 142 hit points, he's got nine left. Um, after a round and a half of combat and one sneak shot. But, again, Butch felt this earlier. You are 
in a place that is saturated with power. And you did roll that natural 20. Ooh. And you're feeling real good about yourself and the life you're leading and the deeds you're doing. Do you want to do more on this turn? Ooh, you're talking to somebody who has touched. Focus would do more. And and has has fought against the urge of touching fell magic as well as just magic in general. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. Okay, because you have rolled a natural 20 on your attack action and because you are accepting this power, go ahead and roll two more attacks. Oh my god. OMG. You have used the blood power of this place one time. Yup. The first arrow was a 27. Okay. For 12 piercing damage. And the second one was 13 which would have missed. It missed, but it missed because the first shot knocked him over. He because has been he's dead. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. He's No, you um he doesn't have any ability to um He got he got fired on this okay. turn. Mm-hmm. You said knocked over and I've learned with this game that if you don't say dead that it could be something else. Okay. All right, I accept dead. <laughs> okay. Uh is there anything else that you'd like to do on your turn? I'm exhausted after tapping into that blood, the blood magic of this place and unloading my axe and surge and arcane shot and everything on this turn. Yeah, you just took six attacks. I am going to slump back to over here and just like kind of slump down to the ground, just kind of exhausted. Not not prone, but just just like to a knee for thematic reasons, exhausted. Okay, uh, Butch, it is your turn. You are starting your turn within the poison cloud that was summoned by the cloud kill. Go ahead and roll me a constitution saving throw with advantage, please. 17. Okay, that is what you needed. Well, you needed a 16. Wow, um, okay. So you are going to suffer half damage. But I, I succeeded. Yes, you succeeded on your constitution saving throw against the ability, which means on a failed, on a successful save, you take half damage. The damage from the ability that you're standing in deals 5d6, which rolled out to 19. 19. Uh, so that's going to be 9 damage to you. Poison damage. I don't think that that matters, uh, though. You have resistance yeah. to poison right now, or no? No. Uh, no the, that's the advantage re- roll. The advantage roll. That was the advantage. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. The fog moves 10 feet at the start of each of its turns, rolling along the ground through openings. All right, great, cool. There's not enough. It's not even the cloud kills, like, turn. No, but you started your turn in the in the cloudy stuff. Fine. It creates, it creates the cloud. The living, yeah, the living spell creates a 40-foot diameter sphere of fog within 60 feet. When a creature enters the fog for the first time or starts its turn there, it has to make a constitution save and takes poison damage half as much on a successful save. Uh, and the fog doesn't move. Okay, no, so you're cool. So you are you have taken the damage. It is now the beginning of your turn. What would you like to do? There is still a cloudy monster. None of us... The only person who, have, who has tried to hit the cloud kill is 
RE, and she did it with psychic damage. I, uh, bludgeoning. Did it with Sorry, tidal it was wave bludgeoning? Damage. Yeah, tidal wave's bludgeoning. Because it's hitting you with a wave. Okay. That's, that's good to know. Okay. I was thinking slicing damage wouldn't work. But if bludgeoning damage does, then let's try it out, right? Okay, so I'm going to move five feet over, right? And I'm going to use the battle axe. I'm going to use Priest Slayer on... Uh, no, man, this priest isn't dead. How do we actually kill the priest? He dead. What do you mean he ain't dead? He dead. He ain't regenerating, okay. man. Because of the fire damage. Okay. Because he took fire damage. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use my axe. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Seventeen. A seventeen does hit. Okay. Fifteen slashing damage. Seventeen slashing damage. Right? Sorry, 17 slashing damage, yes. Okay. Um, it's an effective hit. Um, you are right when you think, oh, wait, well, I mean, I'm just attacking with a weapon against a slide. It doesn't, you know, it, it didn't do the full damage. Okay. It occurs to you that there is a difference between magical and non-magical sources of damage, and it mm -hmm. may be the case that this creature is resistant to non-magical bludgeoning, piercing, slashing. That makes sense. But you get another attack. Yeah, but what I really want to do is that there's this cauldron over here that's all green. What I really want to do is smash that. Um, but that would give it an advantage attack to the living cloud kill that I should have thought about before I came over here. But, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, slice at the cloud kill again. Mmm, does a 10 hit? No. No, I wouldn't think so. So what I want to do is, for a bonus action, <laughs> use Quaking Palm, and you must uh, beat a 14. Unbelievable. I'm looking at the condition immunities, and there's a million. None of them are stunned. Okay, constitution saving throw. Here we go. 10. So you're stunned. Mm-hmm. The, the living cloud kill is now stunned. This, this You're welcome. Not is okay. it immune to stun? Or is it not? It's not, as it turns out. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's totally stunned, right? Oh, by the way, yeah. I should have used... Been, why haven't I been using reckless attack? So if I move, because I haven't really used movement except for five, uh, he doesn't get... No, do you know what stunned, stunned creatures cannot do? Anything. Anything. Right. So I'm going to go over here by the cauldron. I'm just going to move. That here can't be right. There's no way this thing is stunnable. Hang on. Hang on a second. Did <laughs> I copy this over wrong? This can't be manual. real. <laughs> Matt, you wouldn't do that. Oh, it's uh, Eberron. Never mind. I thought it was Matt Mercer. Condition immunities. How did they do this? How did they make a smoke monster? <laughs> Never mind. It's fine. Doesn't matter. It's still a monster. So like being knocked down or done stuff like prone, it's... It's gas, so that makes sense. I'm trying to justify. Sorry. It's an amorphous blob. It has no legs to be knocked out from underneath it. But it still has mass that can be vibrated 
to stun this. I don't know what the mass is. <laughs> I don't know what the mass of a, of a poison cloud is, man. Everything has matter, though, and matter Except matters energy. mass. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, Butch moved away. Uh, did you do anything else in your turn? That's all I can do. Gotcha. If you're breaking the rules and looking at the monster manual, trying to figure out about this creature, it's not in the monster manual. It's in Eberron Rising from the Last War. It's not in the man- monster manual. No, it's not in the monster manual. Don't cheat in my video game. <laughs> On its turn, it does nothing, as it is wont to do. Ari, it is your turn. I'm going to move up 15 feet. I'm going to try to hit it with my chromatic orb again, but I'm only going to do a sec. uh, We'll do a second level. So, 11. Does that hit? Attack rolls against stunned creatures have advantage. Sweet. That's, thank God, 13. Does that hit? It does not. Okay. Well, then I try to produce the flame again, and it just doesn't work this time. Um, I will have cool fails for that later, and I'm going to move back like a coward. You know, it's hard to hit a cloud, even if it's standing still, because you're like, where's the center mass? It's tough. It's weird. Yeah. Falcus, you're up. What do you want to do? Alrighty. Um, I got two more fire arrows left, so let's notch a fire arrow. Uh, flame bloom oil arrow and does a 23 hit yes seven oh it's piercing damage seven piercing damage does piercing damage do full damage no non-magical piercing damage does not get full damage oh so it's par. yeah yeah oh no it's got fire so it takes an additional two damage then uh yeah so that's but that's full so that'll take two okay and i mean i got i don't have because the only other thing I have is slashing damage as well with the Battle Axe of Bloodlust. The Battle Axe of Bloodlust, I believe, is a magical weapon. Oh, was that the formerly cursed? The axe? formerly cursed Battle Axe. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Now, it is. You do not have plus 10 on your hit on the Battle Axe. But. Yeah, I only got plus 3 on that. Um. This is okay. This is not. Uh, uh. So I have as the as as the crow flies. I have thirty feet of movement. I've got two actions, but that doesn't. No, does that mean I've got two actions? I have two. I have extra attack. I don't have two actions. Um, I have two attacks on my action. Um, it's thirty feet as the crow flies to get here. Can I in 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 effect run across the? snake head here to over here and come flying down on him with the battle axe. Yeah, why not? All right, cool. That's what I'm going to do. You're just going to, you're going to see, I'm going to, right, so I hit an arrow. Notice it wasn't taking a lot of damage. I'm going to put the the bow away, pull out the axe, come running across and come flying down with the axe. How's okay. that for? Sure. Roll that, that attack points. Drama. I'm actually coming down two-handed with this thing. Okay. Uh, does a 21 hit? Yes, it does. Nine slashing damage. And if you're saying this is magical, I'm guessing it's taking the full damage. It does. You, when you enter the poison sphere radius, need to make a saving throw. Constitution? Constitution with advantage because of your potion. 
Uh, I'll take the 20 over the three, thank you. Okay. Uh, you suffer uh, 12 by two is six poison damage as you enter into the smoke cloud. Gotcha. That will end my turn. There is something in this text, because this is something that Casey made up, and I have used the cleaving part of, of this axe, but there is another part that I have not thought about in a very long time. It says once per day when you hit a target with this weapon, but do not critically strike, you may choose to roll damage dice as though the attack were a critical strike. I forgot about so, that. I've never used that, to my knowledge, so that's cool. And I really want to just smash this altar, is what I want to do. But now that I see that Falcus is, like, on top of this flame, if I go over to the killing cloud thing, living cloud killer thing... Falcus will have advantage on attacks. But I really mm -hmm. want to smash this altar. I could take a you swing at the altar. Move. Because it's not like the altar is going to have a, you know, whatever. And then come over. So that's kind of what I want to do. I, I want to take my axe and smash that altar. Okay. Alright. Go for it. Natural 20. Natural 20 is oh, usually hit. Dang. So, uh, okay, so the altar, if it has a hit, you know, whatever, 13. Plus a two from raging, so 15. Yeah. 15. You, so it's like a, uh, like a large metal cauldron of bubbling stuff um, with like, uh, it's like up on a thing with, like it's being held in place and it's got like ornament ornamentation around it. Are you attacking the leg that's holding it up? Are you attacking the, the pot like mid mass? Like how, how are you hitting it? Think liquid physics. <laughs> Whatever you <laughs> say want... happens is what happens. Cause you rolled a national 20. So I'm just curious well, to know what it looks poison like. Poison all over my feet and um, don't burn the body. There might be fun. We need the body. Do not well, melt. You the have said that before body. I did it. Uh, okay. I hit the uh, leg on this side. Okay, on, on the, far the left, left side. side. No yeah. problem. You swing in, crash against it. It snaps on one side, the whole pot, and then it starts to pour. It's not like dumping out. Like, it's not glug, 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 but because of the angle, it's pouring out and it's spreading along the ground. And as it spreads, you can see anywhere where there's like grasses and things, little plants, that's all dead. There's no chance on that. That's all destroyed. And it starts to seep into the ground in the surrounding area. Does it make a maze that we have to dance around? You know, it makes a small <laughs> one, but like, you, you don't have to worry about it. Like, you can jump over it. But like, if bugs come through or something, like, it does make a small one. Okay. So now I use my movement to move like 10 feet. More like Zul Grub? Zul Grub. Yeah, that's the next distance. Oh, it's fine. It's cool. That was a pun. Okay. And like so I'm going to use my second attack to battle axe the living, it looks like living Clefalcus is what it looks like. Yeah. Uh, ooh, but 
I would like to use my bardic inspiration. Okay. Okay. So I, I rolled an 11. Okay. So slash roll. D8. D8. Five. So do, does a 16 hit? Yes. Okay. So a 16 hits. And then for my great axe of cleaving, we're going to pretend that was a crit. Right? Okay. Okay, so once per day you hit a target with this weapon, but you don't know, critical strike. You may choose to roll damage dice as though the attack were a critical strike. That means I like roll twice. No, I don't no, know what that it's, means. It's two d twelve plus three is the total damage you would deal, divided by half because of the magic thing. So fifteen divided in half. Okay, so seven damage. Okay. And I got to tell you, that felt really, really great. Like you are, your blood is pumping. You're like on fire. You're here for it today. That blood magic is still out there. That natural 20, it's really making your spirits soar. Do you want to do more attacks on this turn? Oh, yes. Okay. I'm going well, this could be bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, how can I, how can I resist I am going to... Um, how many attacks am I having? You get two more attacks. You okay. have used the blood magic in this place two times. Including this one right now. This is the second. Wait a minute. The way you it say it like that a, way? Yeah. I still have I still have mine, but I can't roll a natural 20. So I am not fine. going to do that. I am going to okay. use Quaking Palm. <laughs> That's fine. That's your decision. Okay. You're back down to one. I'm going to use Quaking Palm. Let me just uh, mark that off. We may need okay, that blood magic later. Or we're scared of it. I, I didn't don't know. say anything about there being a limit to the number of times you could use it. I just told you this is the second time you've used it. Yeah, um, I think we've learned, if there's anything we've learned in Zolgarub, is that we cannot trust the DM. So... What? I put friendly targets in front of you that gave you good information. Anything that you asked about Zulgarub, she would have been happy to answer. We're asking about this blood. Can power you beat later. a 14 saving throw? Oh, I don't know. Probably. 14. Has it been the cloud's turn yet? So he's still stunned from the last one. Does that mean anything? That's true. Oh! He was already stunned until his the, his last until his the end of his until turn. the end of this turn that we're on on Butch. Yeah, it goes till Butch's end of next turn or turn after he uses it. But fourteen works, right? Uh, I met it, so I beat it. If the DC is fourteen and I just rolled a fourteen, then I then I beat the check. So he's no longer stunned. Mm -hmm. uh, as soon as your turn is over, he will not be stunned anymore. That's correct. My turn is over. He is not stunned anymore. That is correct. I'm, I'm afraid of your blood magic. Okay. <laughs> oh, you know what we didn't do either? Is Did I poison you yet? At the beginning what? of your turn, did you take uh, damage for being in the cloud? I don't think he did. I don't think Butch did. I took mine when I entered the cloud. Yeah, you took yours. Okay. Butch, because you started your turn in the middle of the cloud, I need you to roll a constitution saving throw with advantage or suffer 12 poison damage. 14. Okay, and the DC is 16. Okay, so you suffer uh, 12 poison damage. 
At the beginning of the Cloud Kill's turn, it's going to move its smoke 10 feet closer to Ari. And then it is going to make two attacks. It has a multi-attack ability. It makes two magical strikes. Uh, the first one is going to be against... I'm going to say Falkus. Because Falkus was the one who actually like really come and, and slashed into it. The second one, I think, would probably be on Butch. So magical strike number one. 13, I think, would probably miss, right? Correct. Okay. Um, it would turn around then and try to... No, it would continue. I, mm, no, I already said it. It'll, it'll go after Butch on the second attack. A 10. Wow, I can't hit for nothing. Okay. That's its entire turn. It's doing damage anyway. Yeah, it's doing damage anyway, but like the attacks that it does do a lot more damage than the cloud that I'm sitting in, but I'm going to die before I get a chance to do it. It's fine. It's totally cool. Uh, I definitely remembered that uh, my priest had gaseous form too, so I could have tried to get away, but that wouldn't have worked either way because sniper over here with his plus 10 to hit. Ari, it's your turn. Okay, I'm going to move because I see this gas cloud coming towards me down here, which still puts me at line of sight for him. Yeah, I would say And so. I'm going to try to cast Chromatic Orb again, this time just a first level. Okay. So um, does a ah, natural one fudge. Natural one. Mm. Okay, so natural ones do not hit. Do you want to re-roll that? Is she using blood magic? Yeah. I'm going to hold off because it's not a guarantee to hit if I do use it. Okay. I could still just get another natural one. So, sure. no, I am not going to. I'm just still fumbling with this fire. That is it. That's my turn. Okay, cool. Next person up is Falcus. You are in melee with the creature. I am going all out with the Battle Axe of Bloodlust right now. Um, I do get... We're doing flanking, right? Or he's raging. Um, yeah, but you're, you're also in, like, Butch's aura makes this advantage. Awesome. So, um, I actually finally get to, to feel Butch's aura of rage. This is awesome. Ari, why have you never told me about this before? All right. Here is that with a follow up attack. Uh, so, the advantage attack is 18. Yep, that hits. I am doing two-handed, so it's 10 slashing damage, two-handed, and because I got advantage, I technically get sneak attack. No, it's got to be no, um, with finesse weapons? Finesse or ranged, yes. Okay, so no, I only get uh, the 10 slashing damage, and fighter, I get a second attack, so um, do I get advantage on the second attack as well? I think it's all attacks, right, Butch? All yes. melee attack. Mm -hmm. Awesome. All right, coming in again with that one. And the follow-up. Uh, 19's going to be the advantage roll for <laughs> four slashing damage on the two-handed. It only had three health left. All right. How do you kill a cloud? <laughs> How do I kill a cloud? I, I imagine, like, I come slashing down and it quivers kind of like a cloud, but a collapsing cloud. So it, as, it, as, it, as I come slashing down, it quivers and then just collapses and, and dissipates out and disappears. As it dissipates out and away, I need everybody to roll a constitution saving throw with advantage against poison. 19. 
nine. Already got a natural 20. Okay. Um, natural 20 obviously wins. Uh, I'm trying to remember where is the dang, the ding dang poison stuff. I had it up. I do not know what you are talking about. You're talking about the. I can't find. Aura? I can't find the number. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember. I can't find the DC. I'm pretty sure it was like 15 or 16. So, Butch, Ari, you guys are okay. Falcus, because you're right up in this poison stuff, and it flashes like right in your face, and you get a deep, deep lungful of it. You suffer a point of exhaustion <gasps> at the end it. of this combat. Okay. However. So- now that you're all you're super tired everyone else is like and Butch is kind of tired Ari feels fine you guys look around and you see that all of the poison gas that was like seeping through the land trying to destabilize and mutate the few trolls who were standing up to Jindo is completely gone it was all summoned to right here to try to burn you guys and you beat it so as it stands you're, you have your exhaustion, but the exhaustion was caused by the poison clouds, which have dissipated. Okay, I'm still raging. I haven't slowed down. I was mad at this guy, and he's, like, poisoned all my people, and he caused, like, a huge, like, hardest moment I've ever had in D&D in the cave, right? So I go over, and I'm like... <laughs> I'm, like, un- I'm, like unrecognizable I'm not like butch when I'm raging you know and I pick up the priest and I'm actually kind of mad that I didn't do the killing blow on the priest but I put him on like the the, like the 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 benches kind of thing even if he doesn't fit his body will be like hanging over it and I take Priest Slayer, which is pretty sharp, and I cut his sternum. Right? And, like, so that his heart is showing. And I go, Ari, give me the dagger. I'm gonna go give Butch the dagger, because Butch is scary right now. So, And I'm, like, shaking. <laughs> And I take the dagger, and the guy, the guy is dead. His yeah. heart's not beating. Mm-hmm. But I, but I take the dagger of the other priest, and I jam it right into his heart, and I leave it the exposed heart, the exposed heart, and I leave it. Well, I just realized I took this away from Ari to be able to do. That's fine. Okay. And, and, and as I start to walk away, it, it's like the Hulk turning not green anymore. I start to... As he's doing that, as he hands the dagger, I'm going to start to like press to digitate any signs that there may have been more than one person here. So I don't know if there was blood left over, but just footprints are getting pressed to digitation. Any arrows, like I'm going to toss back to Falcus if I can. Well, prior prior to you finishing up, I'll, I'll I'll help with the press of digitation as well, cleaning up the footprints and whatnot. Um, what I do want to do is at least if there's any value on the priest that maybe um, Anten would have taken, as far as whether it be 
totems or, or tokens of his kill of this guy. He did leave, he air quoted, left his dagger here, um, but maybe he took something of, of the priest of Hethis. Well, I, I, want, I, want, I want goodies. Does the guy have any goodies for us to take? investigation with disadvantage. Oh, disadvantage, that's right. Uh, investigation. Mm, 14, and that's my disadvantage roll. 14's not bad. He was actually relatively skimpy as far as like what he had on him. Uh, he had a scimitar that he never really used very much because he's, he's not a melee <laughs> combatant, though, so it's fine. He used it to get himself out of the brambles at one point. And he's wearing like he has he's he's got no top on his bottoms are like the bottoms of either robes or like a kilt or something like that. Very Warcrafty where like the dress starts at the waist. He's got on like an amulet. Um, he's got on like a headdress, things of that sort. As you're poking around, I'll give you this on a 14. As you're poking around the amulet, it seems like it may be uh, mildly magical. I will yank that off his neck or what's left of his neck. Yeah. Um, right. Anything else? Or that's the only piece that you said, like, kind of triggered some kind of... I mean, unless you're interested in some of the archaeological relics that at one point were littered around here. Like I say, this is the place where, like, you would summon the mask boss or whatever it was where, you know, like, if you had archaeology, you could click on the things and summon some we kind of thing. We just started a new timer. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm just... But yeah, we don't have time for archaeology right Technically now. speaking, that timer starts this evening when they return was what... Yeah. Uh, Omi was saying. They're not going to feel his presence, but Butch, to sell this, if you did spill blood, which I imagine that rip, I just imagine there's blood, see if you can put some troll footprints like step in it and make your footprints troll and walk around for a bit. Well, my, my boots have been troll this entire time. They have? Okay. Nice. And I'll I, I, I will revel in the blood of my enemies. And, uh, you know, my rage is still kind of wearing off. You know, otherwise I'd be like, I don't want to, like, do anything to his blood, whatever. But I do as you say. And I'm, yeah, I'm going to make sure I'm still, like, press the digitate in case focus or I step across it. But I feel like yeah. we're going to be careful trying not to step on the blood, but just I would, press the digitate. Does, does anyone want to do, like, a religion check or something while, while we're here? Just I can do a religion check just to see, because you all are disadvantaged. But I'll religion check just to see if any of the archaeology artifacts, like, I guess if that's the check I'm doing, just a general, is there anything else here that we should take notice of? Yeah, go for it. Or that I should... (sighs) Ten. Yeah, it's hard to tell very much of the significance. You are not yourself an archaeologist. Um, It's, you know, there's there's a couple of things here that seem like they could be valuable to the right person. There's, like, potteries and, and, and clay tablets and things of that nature that are strewn about. Um, it doesn't look like that that was the focus of any of the magics that were being worked here. They just seem like old things that somebody previous to here Once upon a yeah, time. Was, okay. was interested in with, but nothing relevant to this. It's just that this is the area where those things would be. So anything that you'd like to take, you're welcome to take, but you 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 do a quick investigation and you're in you're considering the the religious significance or the spiritual significance of some of these pieces and a lot of them don't have anything of that nature. What about the bull? that we knocked over is that still intact or did that shatter or bowl itself is okay it was held up in place by um like some like a wooden structure that you know elevated it off the ground so that you could build a fire beneath it or something like that one side of it is smashed uh the other side seems fine the bowl itself is is fine 
Um, the li- there is liquid inside of it still where like it was too deep in the bowl to spill over the top. Part of our goal was also to make sure they couldn't start the ritual again. So I'm wondering if destroying the bowl would be too much because it could easily be played that it was knocked over. But I don't, I don't know if destroying it would be a little too suspicious. So I might just ignore that. I don't know. Is there something special about the bowl? That, that's what I was. I don't know. I didn't know if maybe that's what was summoning. Like I was hoping to get information. I mean, that's a, that's a really good question, Ari. I mean, we we've set this scene up to to to, to make him look like he's been sacrificed, you know. But if there's something, sp- the- how do we how do we find out if there's something special about the bull? Surely, with not a- acrobatics. No, probably not with acrobatics. Investigation or religion, possibly, would be really the only things about. And she just she just rolled religion yeah. on a ten. So could I also investigate the bull? Like, is that I don't know what? Yeah, I'm not I'll sure say that I'm you were doing religion rolls. to look at the artifacts around. Let's let's call the bull a separate roll. It's fine. Okay, I'm gonna investigate the bull for a dirty twenty. It looks like the primary source of the problem here was the guy more than Not the, the specific okay. implements used. Um, any future ritualist who wanted to put together something similar um, would be doing so off their own ability rather than a okay. specific uh, tool. Um, but then again, okay. it's also true that a lot of ritualists have their own materials that they work with. So odds are good that it was because of the priest rather than the materials. So I'm going to leave it as is because I think it feeds into the scene of it was knocked over in a fight versus being destroyed. So I'm just going to continue to make sure I'm pressed to digitation as we maybe walk out back to the waterfall. Let's go ahead and get Um, a performance check from Ari to see how well she set this whole space. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Can I help her? 23. I have a plus 11. She's got that fine anyway. Looks fine. There's just enough blood (laughs) to leave bloody troll footprints everywhere. Looks good. You sound so mad. No, I'm just, what am I supposed to do with a plus 11? I'm not mad. I'm just like, yeah, that was what the answer was going to be. Come on. Okay. Yeah. We're, uh, it seems seems okay. Here's the question, though. Are they going to buy it? Are they going to think that this was an attack and staged? We're not sure. But it definitely doesn't look know. like humans were here. That's for sure. It looks like trolls did this. I just, I need to know if he recognizes the knife. The knife was the. And the knife. Yeah, the knife was, was left the, there on yeah. purpose. That's a, that's a good point. Well, I stole the necklace. Actually, scratch that. It looks like a troll did this. Yeah. That's what I need it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I did. Every, I My goal, and I know it was the same, was to try and make it so that they're not suspicious so we can buy ourselves more time and not have this clock go. I mean, they're going to be so, suspicious. Yeah. But we don't want them to be suspicious of the resistance, which is yep. probably going to happen anyway. But uh, we want to throw them in the, hopefully throw them in the direction of the dead priest from the north um we need to go get our friends our yep. allies and get out of here quick before yeah. nightfall okay uh well let's make that the start of the next time we play perfect bam awesome okay Snake Cleric murdered and Bat Cleric framed, our heroes are now free to explore the city of Zulgarub without fear of poisonous gases. Will they return immediately to Omi, or will they take this opportunity to find more of Zulgarub's secrets? 
Will their enemies fall for their ploy? We'll have to wait until next week to find out as we queue up for some more Heroic Dungeons and Dragons. Please follow us at twitter.com slash heroicdnd, where you'll find our players' social media info and a link to our Discord server.